chop. You're going through just chop. <laughs> Got celery in my heart tonight, baby. Baby. <laughs> Carrots and a celery. I have that vinyl somewhere, Mirapua. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Gloria. And welcome to another episode of Circling Circe. This is our mini episode of God's Thanksgiving. That's my royal trumpet. Well, I asked you ladies to bring some recipes to the table. Um, Obviously, we've already talked about ambrosia and God's nectar. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) See what I did there? Um, I'm thankful for you, Rose. (laughs) And my really, really horrible jokes, I'm sure. Yes, your dad jokes. They're like stepdad jokes. They're bad. Oh, yeah, they're real bad. I was trying to be nice, but you took it there, so I'll agree with you. (laughs) Well, I'm thankful for you, too. And I'm actually really thankful for this podcast. It's been a fun project, and it's been so nice to, like, even though we are virtually meeting, it's funny. I wonder. I'm like, do people know we're not in the same room when we're recording? (laughs) Um, Don't spill our secrets. I know. Spilling the beans like Kevin. Um, (laughs) Office reference, if you know that one. Um, yeah, I just, it's been such a nice like treat to have and to see you guys. And I mean, I've known you both for such a long time, but it's always good to like reconnect and y'all make me laugh really hard. Oh, so hard that you almost throw up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That did in fact happen. I'm thankful for Gloria and all her one-liners. She just like... Gloria is the kind of person that will just kind of sit and observe for a little bit and then like, phew, like um, with pew, with pew, like pew. marksman precision, we'll have oh, yeah. like the best joke. And I'm like, pull it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm thankful for you, Gloria. <laughs> Thank you. I'm thankful for both of you as well. Thank you. Getting all mushy <laughs> like our I potatoes. Know. Tis the season. Tis the season. Anyway, well, I interrupted your introduction, Rose. Sorry, I was. No, I was, it's all I was good. Feeling the moment, I decided to roll with it. Well, you know? feel the moment some more, Kelsey. Do you want to start it. us off with your two recipes? So I have a really small family, and we we our main holiday is Christmas, and so we get together for Christmas. Everyone gets together. Thanksgiving, we kind of all do our own thing, and so I go to my mom's, and we have these um, extended family members that. Well, they're like friends of the family that I grew up next door to. It was a family uh, with four kids. And the oldest kid is about, he's about two or three years younger than me. And then the rest of them are a little bit younger and go down the line, you know. So um, they, we've been having them over for Thanksgiving for the last, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe like five or seven years. Um, So we try to always get together and see them. And like, that's our holiday with them, with these kids that we're family friends with. So I always love Thanksgiving because I get to see these kind of like, I'm an only child, so they're kind of like extended siblings almost. And I love seeing them every year. And we really should get together more often. But Thanksgiving to me always means time with my mom and these extended family. So I'm, I love Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we didn't get to the last year during the pandemic because, um, you know, life was canceled last year. <laughs> so yeah. my mom and I thought it would be best to not get together. Um, so my roommate and I got together and made our own Thanksgiving, little roommates giving, friends giving of our own because we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't leave and go visit folks. 
Um, and so we're not big on turkey. So we actually made a bunch of side dishes. And for the first time, I made pumpkin pie from scratch. And I loved it. I had a fantastic time making it. I had never made any kind of pie or pastry from scratch. Like I've made, you know, cakes and stuff and cupcakes or whatever. But pie always seems to me kind of daunting because there's like there's like an, a cooking element when you make the filling and then there's like a baking element and that, you know, baking is a science and cooking mm-hmm. is very like, I mean, you know, Gloria, obviously I'm preaching to the choir here, but cooking is very, try this, throw this in, this looks right, this tastes right. And baking is like, if you mess one half teaspoon of something, it like fucks everything up. So I've, especially in pastry, I feel like, so I've always kind of shied away from doing pastry, but I wanted to try it. So I did the whole thing from scratch, like almond flour crust and like baked my own pumpkin to make pumpkin puree. And like it was so much fun, actually. I had a fantastic time doing it. It came out so good, if I do say so myself, and I had a great time. Uh, making it. So the recipe I use was from, I don't make my own recipes. I'm not that exciting or smart. So <laughs> I did the recipe from uh, Wholesome Yum, which is, which is, uh, it's keto recipes. And the only reason why I'm not on keto, God forbid, uh, Gloria's over there quivering again. <laughs> keto! <laughs> on, on the no contrary. Sugar. No sugar. Yeah. No sugar. I feel like every time you have to say keto, it, like, you know, in Young Frankenstein, yeah. Is it like, yeah, bro, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was it? Yeah. What is her name? I don't remember Hair what her name so- is, but yeah, it's like, in the yeah. distance. Um, but every time you say keto, it has to be like super crazy, like metal music, like, <laughs> yeah. It's like a guitar or like riff. someone telling you, have you heard of keto? Yeah. yeah, it's like the keto. joke used to be keto. Have you heard of it? What is that? Keto. Yeah, the the joke used to be how do you know someone's a vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. But yeah. now it's like how do you know someone's on keto? Don't worry, don't they'll worry, tell they'll you. tell you. And their cholesterol's <laughs> three hundred and eighty-five. Yeah. <laughs> they're skinny as a rail, and their cholesterol is off, off the charts. <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> yeah. And they have lost control of their bowels from all the bacon. <laughs> Exactly. Or they've just got some plumbing issues in general. Yeah, yeah, right. And the only reason, so I had weight loss surgery a couple years ago and almost two years ago exactly now at this point. And um, I actually am not supposed to be eating a ton of sugar, um, really watch my sugar intake as well as um, carb intake. And so it's not keto, but it's purely for, you know, medical reasons. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to Google, you know, sugar-free pumpkin pie recipe, and this is what I got. And they actually use erythritol, I think. It's a a baking sugar Mm. kind of substitute. Um, It doesn't taste like real sugar. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't don't expect to use fake sugar and get real sugar taste because it's not real sugar. So <laughs> it's just like anything else, you know? Um, but it tastes great. I loved it. Um, you use heavy cream. I use, mm. you know, real eggs. Um, so it was, it was really great. And I really think making the pumpkin, the pumpkin puree from scratch was so simple. It's so easy to roast a pumpkin. I just bought one of those little pie pumpkins you cut it in half you put it face down on a tray in your oven and bada bing it's gonna it's gonna be good to go and it tasted so fresh and so incredible pumpkins are so cheap this time of year 
Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend it. It was so much fun to make. And I made a, a my own almond flour pie crust as well. So Ooh. I was very proud of myself. I'll put I a picture of my it. pie from last year <laughs> on yeah. our social. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll post um, all of our successful recipes that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, Kelsey, can you have monk fruit? Yeah, it's just I just can't have white refined sugar. Okay. Or, you know, brown I, sugar, I anything like real sugar. Monk fruit is the closest I found to like granulated sugar. Like I've made stuff with it. You can bake with it. Yeah. And I also was reading because I was like, sometimes it's um I made lemonade one time and I'm like, can I have this if I'm pregnant? And can my kid have it? And it was like, yeah, it's fine if you're pregnant and it's fine for anyone. Yeah. I I and you can always like I mean, I there of course I have real sugar sometimes. Like you can't I can't ever cut anything out entirely. Sure, sometimes I'll have obviously real bread, real real white flour, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just for me in particular, it's a good it's a good habit to not have a ton of sugar, so I try yeah. my best not to. Yeah. And it was fantastic. So, that's my that's first awesome. contribution. Yeah. I was going to say it would have been even better if you actually grew the pumpkin. <laughs> Cersei'd it. Oh god, my crops all died, so I couldn't. Oh I damn, couldn't help it. Well, I, I I have the cow, and so I milked the cow for the heavy cream. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I did you grow the I, almonds like Helios style, or like actually? <laughs> no, not Helios style this time. Around. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's a special kind of pie. Oh my I god, <laughs> your mom, your mom's text about Helios and the cows. my mom hello my mother say hello to my mom everyone hi Cassie's mom (laughs) my mom is a friend of the pod big friend of the pod if I might steal a phrase from Pate of America friend of the pod and um, she's reading along with us and today she texted me about Helios and the cows and needed some clarification if it is exactly what she thought was going on was really going on. So mm-hmm. I said, yeah. Why do you think they're called like lovely girl and pretty? And <laughs> she's like, oh my God. <laughs> Why do you think they're named like strippers? Right. <laughs> she was shooketh, to, to say the least. <laughs> so. And by the way, she doesn't just, she's she's real. I've met Kelsey's mom and she does not just like this podcast because her daughter is in it. That's not her style. She genuinely That's likes far it. down the list, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of why she likes it. Called out. <laughs> Where she actually likes the content, not just because I'm on it. <laughs> I will say, I feel like you have a cool mom, and I feel like I'm in the cool club if your mom likes it, Kelsey. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Casey Brown seal of approval is hard to attain. Yes. <laughs> it's like a not Michelin star, task. you know? Some people try for years and never achieve it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of my mom, she actually helps me to get this second recipe. Um, So I've actually never made this before. And to be quite frank, I probably never will. Um, I thought it was really apropos because she just recently gave it to me um, or sent me a photo of it. She was cleaning out some stuff and found one of my grandmother's cookbooks. And she was like, out of it fell this little holiday cookbook from the Daily News, which is a newspaper here in L.A. It's mostly in the Valley. Um, And it's the holiday cookbook from 1981. So we've got a lot of real good throwback recipes here. It predates all of us. Exactly. (laughs) My favorite that she sent me was the pineapple beet salad ring. And I was Mm. like, what is this? So looking at the – yeah. 
Yeah. Looking at the recipe list, it's it's very interesting because it kind of starts off in one direction and takes a hard left into vegetables. So it's um, – Wait, 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 wait. Is it like that like episode the Friends. in Friends? Yeah, where she makes the trifle. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, okay. Except this is this is purposefully. Like oh, man. This. I don't know about that. I think someone made a mistake, and that's how the whole yeah. like trend started. But I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, Rachel at least has an excuse that she mixed up two recipes. This has no excuse to be this disgusting so (laughs) it starts off with lime gelatin pineapple chunks lemon juice raspberry gelatin i'm like yeah Yeah. all right i'm on board Mm -hmm. then the recipe list or the ingredient list goes on to list uh diced beets red wine vinegar horseradish Mm -hmm. chopped Mm. green onion chopped celery lettuce and mayonnaise Mm -mm. (laughs) no no I mean, no. like, you lost me no. at beets, but I didn't think it could get worse because I'm just not a fan of beets. Yeah. And um, I, I joke it's, like, the only food that tastes like it sounds or, like, <laughs> yeah, it's beet. It's beet. It's beet. I like beets. I mean, they're I, – I get it. I know a lot of people who like – and they're really good for you. They're nature's candy, right? Quail man. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're not my favorite. And, yeah. um and uh but yeah the horseradish is what really that i yeah that's when i'm walking away i'm not even gonna yeah yeah i like horseradish but like in its place you know i don't it needs to mind its business and be where i like it not in in my (laughs) jello there's a time and place for horseradish and it's not in (laughs) jello no (laughs) there's not really a time and place for many things in jello honestly just leave let let Jello live. Like, just let it be Jigglers or let it be Jello shots, and that's okay. it. I will say, like, my my grandma used to make a Jello for Thanksgiving and and Christmas, which wasn't part of my recipes, but actually it was pretty good. It was like a three layer Jello, and ooh. she did mix fruit in it, but it was like the first layer was like lime Jello with pineapple, and then the second layer was like a cream cheese Jello layer, which actually was pretty good. And then the top layer was like red <laughs> jello and bananas. <laughs> I mean, I, she, she's like probably a product of when these things no. were popular. But yeah. I'm telling you, it was not that. It was good. It was like a hit You're from our family. Nice. No, it really, it was actually pretty tasty. It was like a like an ambrosia jello yeah, salad. Yeah, I was like going to say. It really, right. like, I'm okay. going to send some I'll, to your house, Kelsey, and I'm going to make I'll you try it. it. Oh, gosh. I'll hear I mean, it. there was a horseradish <laughs> in it or beets. I mean. Fun dietitian fact, which is pretty rare because everybody Ooh. hates dietitians. The food police. Um, oh, but, the food police. <laughs> but, but we are not the food police, but everybody thinks we are. Um, and everybody also stares at you when you eat, which is really uncomfortable because they want to, like, either judge you or, like, you know, eat like you. So it's like microscope when you're eating. But um, – so, fun dietitian fact is that Jello is not vegan. Did you know this? Yes. Yeah, it's made by gelatin because isn't that from the bone? from bone, bone marrow. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, there is. Is it I from guess, marrow? Uh, it's just bones or like horse hooves. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was horse hooves. Okay. I'm revisiting Jello. <laughs> it depends. It's just like. Yikes. Yeah, like oh, protein. No. Like. <laughs> Protein from mammals. That was like trying to do a nay and a no. 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 Nay. <laughs> Not my hooves. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, maybe the horseradish isn't that out of place if it's like mammal protein. I don't know. So the first part of the recipe, again, just like their ingredient list, I'm on board. Okay. We're going to, we're going to put the gelatin, um, with the lime gelatin, with the pineapple, with the, with the lemon juice, um, and with, you know, chunks of the pineapple and you put it in your ring mold. I'm here for it. Okay. The second part is where you turn the corner and you lose me is because you are, you're taking the raspberry jello and you're putting beets in the jello along with vinegar and horseradish and mayonnaise. Oh, that that comes later. Hang on. As the, (laughs) as the jello starts to set, you then fold in more beets onion and celery and you spoon it over the pineapple lime layer Mm -mm. that's Mm -mm. like someone dropped their stuffing in near jello that you were making yeah (laughs) i think that's what they're going for exactly i think you're exactly right like the like the um the dessert course at the top of this ring mold (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) with the the lime now it's like the lime and the pineapple yeah exactly and then the bottom of this ring mold is like your stuffing that you've you know dropped into raspberry gelatin it sounds disgusting. And then no. you you let it firm overnight. And when you unmold it, this ring, this ring thing, right? Imagine like a bunt cake of jello. You put the middle with lettuce, pineapple chunks, and mayonnaise in the middle of this ring mold. So those are my two disgusting recipes. Well, one <laughs> disgusting recipe and one really great recipe. Yeah, I was like so two. I haven't had the pleasure of making this Jello ring mold. So and I and I won't. So there's no picture, unfortunately, for that one. Kelsey, I'm so media. sorry. There's no room for you at Friendsgiving this year. I don't. I know. <laughs> I know. We're. But I'm tough. gonna bring my beet pineapple Jello mold. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I can sit on the floor. <laughs> You're going to leave it and Even run. the dog won't eat it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Even the dog won't eat it. Even the flies won't land on it. <laughs> it probably looks the same going in as it does coming out. Uh, <laughs> uh, trigger warning. I, ne- I, never trust, I never trust food like that. <laughs> that doesn't change its shape. Gloria, what about you? What are your recipes? Ooh, I don't know if they're as as amazing as Kelsey's, but... Um, <laughs> it's so, gonna be hard to beat jello ring mold with uh, pineapple and beet but you know I'm, I'm eager to see what you're gonna bring Gloria <laughs> yeah um so I feel like yours Kelsey was like birdie bots every flavor beans like one good one <laughs> one surprise disgusting one yeah. um is this a beet? <laughs> is this a green <laughs> onion in my jello? In my raspberry jello? Yeah. Jello surprise. <laughs> is there a celery piece between is my Is this teeth? a celery in raspberry jello? <laughs> um <laughs> So let's see. I I like what Kelsey did, so I'm gonna start with that, with the the history of Thanksgiving in my family. Uh, yeah. So um what I remember from Thanksgiving is that so I don't know if I've mentioned this yet on the podcast, but my parents, but I have a ton of aunts and uncles and cousins. My parents both come from very large families. So my dad has 11 siblings and my mom has 13 siblings. They are not all still living, but most of them still are. So it's a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins. Uh, So we would usually go with my um, dad's side of the family 
so all of his siblings, and he was kind of towards the middle. So everybody had kids basically and uh, the middle age wise, I mean. Uh, and so everybody had kids. And so it'd be this huge gathering of aunts and uncles and cousins and friends and girlfriends and boyfriends and stuff at my grandparents' house. And um, not everybody would come out because my family is pretty spread out over the United States, but there's a large concentration here on the West Coast. And so everybody would, like we had our traditional dishes, everybody would bring their own food um, or like have their own recipe. Like if they were traveling, they would bring their recipe and make it there. And so it was always just like a ton of food and kitchen and, you know, like kitchen was always full stuff going on. And so it was just really nice memories. And so I always, I liked the traditional staples, but I kind of now I, as I've gotten older and as that kind of, you know, that's not what we do anymore. Um, like we gather in smaller pockets now. So it's not as big of a production mm-hmm. as it was, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And so especially since I got married a couple of years ago, we're trying to kind of start our own new traditions. And we've kind of done a little bit of this, a little bit of that, his family, my family, everybody together. And so it's it's much smaller because he and I don't have 11 siblings each. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So for me, it's still a little crowded because I am – Uh, tend towards introversion but it's still you know a good time and so what I was trying to say before is I like to discover new dishes and new things to do especially since people it's weird it's like a very extreme thing because as a chef and dietitian people are always like one of two things either oh my gosh like let me cook you something I can't wait for you to try this and see like tell me what you think because like they think that Mm. if they have my stamp of approval then it's amazing (laughs) and then people are like oh like yeah what are you gonna cook and they're so excited to see what I'm gonna cook so um I always try to find something new and um I like to try stuff out so uh last year I brined our turkey and I used Alton Brown's brine for his roast turkey Mm. and so (laughs) it says Total total time is nine hours and forty five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Precise, so, not so, a minute more. <laughs> so plan ahead. Um, this is not a night of Thanksgiving type of deal. No. Uh, so the prep time is fifteen minutes. Inactive time is seven hours. So that's that's okay. It's better now, right? And then cook time is two hours and thirty <laughs> sure. minutes. <laughs> Wow. Um, so basically you brine it overnight, long story short. Um, so you need a turkey, of course, uh, but we're going to focus on... Step the- one, buy a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to focus the on, the, step. <laughs> on the brine. So um, you need uh, some kosher salt, some light brown sugar. Don't use dark because it's got a different flavor, more molasses. Um, the vegetable stock. Black peppercorns, allspice berries, chopped candied ginger. I used fresh ginger, Mm. so I don't know how that – because I could not for the life of me find candied ginger, honestly. Um, And so – You couldn't candy your own ginger, Gloria? I could not. (laughs) Grow your own ginger and then candy it? Yeah, I couldn't. You couldn't add a few more hours to this 12-hour project? Yeah, I mean it would have only been like – 
750 more hours to grow from scratch. I know. I should I should have started like two weeks ago actually for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, so and then one gallon of heavily iced water or what I did was a gallon of regular water and a frozen turkey. <laughs> um, so for the aromatics, because this is the part that you cook and add to the brine, um, you slice a red apple, an onion, you put in a cinnamon stick, water, rosemary, the full sprig of fresh rosemary, fresh mm. sage, six leaves of it, and canola oil. So oh. basically you just cook the uh, – <laughs> it tells you two to three days before roasting, thaw the turkey in the refrigerator. <laughs> um, or like I said, do what I did. Do it um, way too late in this time frame. I think I did it like – the morning before Thanksgiving dinner. So like a full, like almost two days ahead of time. Uh, so I just plopped the frozen turkey in there and it was fine because it stayed cool. Also, fun fact, make sure you have a container that's big enough because I did not and I had to empty one of our storage containers, like one of our Rubbermaid tubs oh. from the garage and then wash it out in the backyard like a savage and then <laughs> bring it bring it inside and then put my turkey in there because I had a big like stock pot, but I was thinking it's metal. I don't want to put a brine in there. It's probably going to be like like orange juice and <laughs> it was like acidic. <laughs> like you put orange juice in metal, oh, like yeah. your fillings go nuts. Or probably not anymore since nobody. Would you maybe have gotten in like a metallic taste too? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like the I didn't want any sort of reaction there and ruin oh. Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically what you do is you put all the brine ingredients in the tub, you put the turkey in the tub, and then when you're ready to cook it, then you you cook all the aromatics, so like the apple, the onion, mm. the spices, and all that stuff, and then stuff it inside the turkey. And so that complements the flavor of the brine that is now in the turkey when you cook it. And um, you roast it at a really high temperature for a short amount of time and then you lower the temperature and that kind of in in essence oh like sears the turkey because you know like when you make a steak you want to sear the outside first and then cook it on a lower temperature um mm. in the middle so it keeps the juices in there you still get the benefit of the meat cooking low and slow for a while without having to cook it at a low temperature the whole time so that's what we did last year. And I believe I have pictures of my turkey from last year and it was beautiful. I think I accidentally Ooh. started to carve it first. <laughs> so I tried to take a picture of it from the other side, but you can tell that like one of the breasts is cut on the other side. Um, but yeah, it's gorgeous. So I'll post a picture of that on our social media Yay. to shout out this brine. And in case you didn't know, Alton Brown is one of my favorites. He, he and Jacques Pepin are probably my favorite culinarians. When I make mac and cheese for Thanksgiving, I always use the Alton Brown mac. And oh cheese. yeah, his <laughs> recipes are a great way to start. Like, are, they are. Or like a great place to start. Yeah, are um, I like I loved him in Good Eats because he mm -hmm. would explain the why behind everything, and I just thought that was so important because it helps you become a better cook. It really does yeah. to know the science yeah. behind all the reactions yeah. and mm -hmm. why you do things. So. Yeah, but um, his we that's actually right used... up your alley, um, Gloria. It's like you know mixing food with science. You know, yeah, it's really your your thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I enjoy that a lot. I have this cookbook called, I think, Cooking for Nerds. And it's kind of like <laughs> along the Alton Brown thing where it's got all the chemical reactions and diagrams of the molecules yeah, and stuff. That's awesome. And explains the science behind stuff, which I love. The second recipe I have is for dessert because, you know, I wanted to give you a little main entree, a little dessert because I figured sides are very popular at Thanksgiving. Um, so there would be plenty of those. And so although I do love candy DMs or like – you know, sweet potato casserole, whatever you call it in your house. Um, I wanted to do a recipe for that, but baked apples won out. One, because I'm a dietitian and I just love yams or sweet potatoes with marshmallow. And I couldn't think of like a healthy alternative. <laughs> so there, as I, there shouldn't be to that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I was like, going to let just, someone if else. If you're watching do it. your calories, just like have a bite of the real stuff. Exactly. <laughs> have, no. You know, one day where you don't watch your calories so you can enjoy yeah. having Thanksgiving with your friends or family or whoever you're enjoying it with. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I Thank mean, you. obviously, yeah. if there's, you know, there's medical, medical reasons, reasons or whatever. Yeah. makes sense. But even if there are medical reasons, I don't think having a bite of something is going to. I mean, unless you're highly allergic. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat anything you're allergic to. Yeah, PSA. Eat, yeah. Yeah. Um, or make but, subs, you know, make a sub yeah. or something. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, ladies. You've been, I mean, you've done your own research and you're smart, but you've listened you to me so well. You have taught us well, sensei. As far as. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot moderation. disappoint sensei, food sensei. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I chose baked apples just in case someone's looking mm. for like a lighter dessert or whatever. Baked apples are delicious. So good. They are um, so good. It's a good and one. a lot of times, thank you. <laughs> a lot of times they're not even that much lighter because sometimes if you pile the sugar on there, it's basically like having a marshmallow. So, um, <laughs> so you're going to take, you're basically going to make, what am I trying to say? Like apple crisp. And so what the way I do it is I kind of make the crumble and then I slice apples into two halves and then scoop out the middle part of it uh, with the seeds and the core and everything. And um, I don't like to scoop too much out of it because I kind of, some people scoop like kind of hollow it out and then fill it like a stuffed pepper. But mm-hmm. I like to just scoop out the parts that are necessary and leave kind of like a narrow little ravine in there and then mound the, the crisp on top. And so my crisp is made of butter and I use unsalted butter um, just so I can control mm-hmm. the salt content because um, it is important to have a little salt in there. But I just feel like I mean, I have I have control issues anyway, but <laughs> I like <laughs> I feel like you can be more precise in your flavors and then avoid any extra sodium that you don't need if you use unsalted butter. And so then you can use light or dark brown sugar for this, but make sure when you measure it, it's packed very tightly. Um so you can measure it accurately. And then you have your basic pumpkin spice spices. So mm-hmm. uh, ground cinnamon, ground nutmeg, and ground ginger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can throw a little allspice in there too if you're feeling exotic and you have it. Um, and then oatmeal. It's so important to have oatmeal in oh, there because nice. it gives it that chewy texture and then yeah. gives you a little bit of nutritional benefit too. And apples <laughs> and oatmeal just kind of go together, you know. Yes, yes, yes. And the um, spice is going to make it really oh, yeah. with oatmeal. Yeah, for sure. Maple and brown sugar is my favorite oatmeal. Oh, and also that. my favorite Pop-Tart. <laughs> 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 so good flavor profile. 
Um, So yeah, then you have your apples and then optional, you can put some extra flair on there. You can do some dried fruit like raisins or cranberries, or you can chop some nuts on there like pecans are are my favorite for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you bake it, you want to make sure you have some warm water for baking. So like I said, it's really simple. All you have to do is just mix all that stuff together, make sure the butter is melted. Um, Some people like to kind of cube it and toss it and then let it kind of melt as it likes. But once again, control freak, I like to pre-melt the butter, mix it, and then I feel like it mounds better that way. That's the main reason why I do it that way because it makes Mm. kind of like an ice cream scoop of this crisp. And um, so it's a little bit more wet and it stays where it's supposed to stay so it doesn't fall off and burn in the pan. Mm. And so it's important to have the water at the bottom of the pan so that the apples don't burn because then it just makes them taste smoky and gross um, if the bottom burns and gives that like bitter taste. So that is my favorite. And you can take the skin, you can peel them or you can leave the skin on. I like to leave the skin on because, I mean, I eat the skin, but it if you don't eat the skin, it forms a little bowl and you can just scoop the apple and stuff right out and it's delicious. Mm. So it's really good because it's kind of a like a low and slow bake like 40, 45 minutes. And so it's good. Like if you make dinner, prep these and then like prep these while you prep your dinner and then put them in the oven right as you begin eating dinner and then they'll be ready probably by the time you're done with dinner. And um, you can serve them always warm, of course. So if you have leftovers, you can just microwave them for like 10 to 20 seconds or 30 seconds, depending on how large the apple is. Um, and you serve them with salted caramel, whipped cream, or ice cream is really great because that it's like apple pie and ice cream just yeah. goes. Oh, so yeah. that is my dessert suggestion for Thanksgiving. I'm hungry. I know. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. That sounds Those are two really good ones. Yeah. What do you have for us, Rose? Well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll uh, jump in line with the, um, the history. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Thanksgiving, obviously big thing in my family too. My grandma really liked to cook, and as a family, we lived with her for a few years. And um, so I always have really fond memories of like cooking in the kitchen and helping her out. Um, I come from a big family-ish compared to Gloria's. It's not, (laughs) Uh, but my mom (laughs) is one of six. Everyone compared to me is a big family, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my mom is one of six, so we oh like, wow uh, yeah. So on that grandma side, we just always had like I mean, and all the kids had kids, so it was just complete chaos in my grandma's tiny house, running around, and <laughs> um, so we would prep a lot with her. And so one of my recipes has to do with something we did with my grandma, and it's just like this fond memory. And now looking back, I realize it's like the one thing little kids or younger kids could do. Uh, So that's probably why we helped with that. Um, And then I've always just loved Thanksgiving. I think it's like a fun way to like, Mm -hmm. you know, pause and give thanks and join with family or friends or whoever's around you. And actually last year, of course, um, I'm sure you guys all had the similar Thanksgivings. It was just our tiny little family because Mm -hmm. we wanted to keep everyone safe and we knew there was a vaccine coming and we figured it's not worth it to chance it now. So it was actually kind of nice because I, in my mind, was like, I don't think we'll have an opportunity for it to just be the three of us again. And I pretty much cooked everything. (laughs) Um, And so it was a good challenge for me to kind of try and make a meal that was small enough for the three of us, but had like a little bit of everything. 
Um, and one other thing I've kind of picked up over the years, um, I think I had a Friendsgiving that I went to like seven or eight years ago. And I had never really had cranberry sauce from scratch. And I heard that it was super easy to make and really good. And so um, I found this recipe online and I have actually kind of tweaked and like taken little parts of other cranberry recipes throughout the years and I made cranberry sauce. And so that is kind of my other um, recipe. Um, but yeah, just like Gloria, it's been exciting to make some new traditions as I grow my family. I also mm-hmm. know this year is going to be the last as a family of three before we have a new addition. So I'm actually kind of hoping to really cherish these next few months with my little one because there's going to be another one <laughs> soon. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's been like, I, and and I also am excited because my first recipe kind of recipe, I'm just going to talk about it, but there's so many recipes out there um, that you can kind of make your own, but is stuffing. I Ooh. love stuffing. Like I my love favorite for stuffing. Thanksgiving dish. Literally. It is. <laughs> so I'm I, so like, excited to hear this. Yes. So <laughs> And it's so easy that like, I mean, the box stuffing, I'll even do that too. Like, it's pretty good. Like I've, you know, don't knock it. I've definitely like bought in cheap box stuffing in college and eaten that as a meal. Oh my gosh, me too. I love that. <laughs> it's good. Um, but stuffing is like what I live for. And it's funny because I'm sure I'll have gestational diabetes for Thanksgiving this year as well. We'll see. We're recording this a little bit in the future <laughs> or the past, I guess. So um, let me ask you a couple things. Yeah. May yes. I? Yes. So is it – are you talking about stuffing or dressing or both? Stuffing. Mm. Okay. Because I like dressing because it's the dry one on the side that does not get baked in the turkey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. stuffing is good too. Okay. So I guess technically it's dressing because mm. I know it's not good advice to stuff the turkey. My grandma used to stuff the turkey and also do extra on the outside. I will say the stuff in the bird, the stuffing is the best, but not worth maybe possibly getting salmonella (laughs) or whatever you can get from it. So I guess technically it's dressing um, and not stuffing. Um, It's okay. It's stuffing. I was just... (laughs) I just wanted to know how you're preparing yeah. it. I wasn't trying to be like Well, I mean the main <laughs> the main part of my recipe actually um is that I just remember as a kid we would make our own croutons for the stuffing. Ooh. And um so my grandma had us like rip squares of bread and I think it was always Wonder Bread. I'm pretty sure she chose Wonder Bread. I've done it now and, you know, I've elevated it. To that is the like, bread of grandmothers. So, that is yeah. the bread of grandmothers. Um, but, you know, I've elevated the bread to like, you know, a mix of potato and rye or whatever. You can really get fancy with it. Um, <laughs> but I just remember watching a movie or a TV show with my family in the kitchen and we would be putting it all into like um, – baking sheets and it just was like this really like vivid happy memory for me it's just me and my sister and my mom and grandma Aww. like tearing the bread or just even me and my sister and I'm sure it was a task they gave us because it's an easy thing for kids to do yeah tearing bread is a really easy thing there's no sharp objects involved yeah and it's messy so it feels it feels <laughs> fun yeah. to do <laughs> yeah and then you can throw in whatever else like you're you're supposed to leave it either uncovered or I think I cover it in foil and then you put it like in the oven, but you don't 
like turn the oven on. Um, if you do it the day of, I think you can put it in the oven at like 200 degrees till it gets stale, but you're just supposed to like kind of leave it overnight and let it all stale on its own. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you have all this like beautiful croutons and then that's what you use to make the stuffing. And I think a lot of times stuffing involves like some kind of chicken stock or stock, um, celery. Sometimes people like craisins or cherries. You can get yeah. wild with it. Some people put nuts in it just depending on your preference. So I'm sure I can like add a recipe that I like or something very close to it. But I definitely like celery. I personally like some craisins in my in my stuffing too. A little mm-hmm. sweet. I like um, little yeah. Sweet bite. So yeah, that's like my recipe. And if you want to get really fancy with it, um, I don't know how you would configure this because this year, actually, one other thing I did for the first time was I made bone broth with the turkey carcass. Ooh. And let me tell you, that was so freaking good. I just drank mm-hmm. it like sipping broth for days afterwards. And the, sipping broth's really good for you. There's collagen. But mm-hmm. you take the bones from the turkey. I threw them in my Instapot with whatever, like all the stuffing stuff, like rosemary, um, there was celery, any carrots. Like you just take a bunch of leftover veggies, onions, and anything that was inside the bird. You put it in an Instapot. There's like a ton of recipes out there. So this is like my sneak-in recipe. Um, mm-hmm. And then you leave it for like overnight, like 12 hours. And then all of the gelatin like goes to the top, like the collagen and all that stuff. Um, but it was delicious. And I froze some of them into – like a cube tray and I use that to like add into like rices or beans or anything like that. And it had this like really great like punch of, you know, like bone broth basically. Mm. I had it as sipping broth um, and you warm that up and it's like really good for your digestion. It's Mm -hmm. good for your hair and nails. Like it was delicious. Um, And so that is another thing I really want to start doing again every year if there is a turkey available because it was so easy and it made me so many, like so much uh, homemade bone broth. And it's not like every day I'm going to do that. So, um, but the other like main recipe I really wanted to share is the cranberry sauce. And I think I had told you guys I had like found like a bunch of different recipes. Um, I will share one that's called like cranberry cherry and walnut marmalade, which really got me into like exploring what other things you can put into the cranberries. I think this was from eating well from like 2007 um but (laughs) you also infuse the cranberries so cranberry sauce is really basic it's just like one-to-one ratio I think it's a cup of water a cup of sugar so it's like a simple syrup and then cranberries um Mm. and you just use one package of cranberries you throw it in there and cook it down till the cranberries have like almost all popped and it's delicious just like mm. on its own like that. You can get really wild with it. You can put some orange juice in there. You can do orange rind. Um, you can – people get a little bit crazy with ginger, adding like a little bit of spice. Ooh, yeah. You can do um, walnuts. Sometimes I'll even add dried cherries or or cherries. So you can really uh, – like rosemary Going is something real crazy people use. Here, Rose. Yeah. I think this – I know, right? This recipe also called for like some like port and I had just gone to Greece and I had actually gotten some really saccharine like port kind of wine from Santorini and I used that in this cranberry sauce and there was also like 
nutmeg and cinnamon and some orange zest. And it was just kind of like zesty and like almost spicy. It was really, really good. And so that is just something like every year I'm like, what do I feel like this year? Do I want to go sweet? Do I want to go zesty? Do I like it's just Mm -hmm. a fun recipe that you could be super simple with or you can like really make it your own. My dad actually really, really liked to cook and my sister and I really, really love cooking. And there is just something special about like making a recipe your own. And I'm sure you feel that way too, Gloria, like figuring out what works and like how things all like work together. And when you use too much of something, oh, that didn't work. Or like if you're using cream, you know, knowing you need full body cream or not full body, but like full cream, if you're going to put lemon in it, because if you don't, it will curl like all these things that like, yeah, you learn from actually getting messy in the kitchen. So I feel like this is one of those recipes that I like don't even need a recipe for anymore. And I can kind of just, and that's so fun too. When you get to the point where you don't need recipes anymore or like not anymore, but some of the time, like even tonight I threw Mm -hmm. dinner together and I was like, I've made Brussels sprouts a gazillion times. Like, I think I just looked up how long and like what temperature I should cook it at, but everything else. I knew what to throw in there. I just know I've done it enough times that I can eyeball it. I made chicken tonight. I didn't look at a recipe. Like I just have made these things enough that you, it's almost like muscle memory and it's really special. And I think some Mm -hmm. of those things are passed on to you and some of those things you can pass on. And that's why, you know, our God's Thanksgiving is, is so special (laughs) or regular (laughs) Thanksgiving. I was going to say, I think, I feel like we, we really made so much fun of ambrosia, but so many, thing, so many things are like that where it's just kind of like you were saying with the stuffing, like, oh, you could do this or you could do mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. that was actually my second question, which I realized was a silly question because you were about to tell us how you made it <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, some people put sausage and some yeah. people put like use a specific type of bread and mm-hmm. some people, you know, whatever. And so it's, yeah. I feel like stuffing is very personal too. Yeah. And I feel like it's sometimes fun every once in a while to like mix it up on a Thanksgiving and be like, I'm going to try it with sausage this year. Let's see how it tastes. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's either like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is our recipe. Or like, everyone's like, don't do that again. Remember the year we tried to make it with sausage? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that's like the fun part of it, you know? And um, yeah. And it's, ambrosia is something that people also bring I think a lot of times for Thanksgiving so yeah yeah, yeah. every family has their own like recipe that they like Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I feel like the God's Thanksgiving would actually be kind of boring if it's just ambrosia and nectar like exactly (laughs) they're like hey Aunt Phyllis oh you brought ambrosia ambrosia. on the table with the rest of them this one has marshmallows (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um I have to say something about bone broth, though. Oh, yes. Um, it's hot take. No, incoming. no. It's, <laughs> I'm like, am I going to get schooled? Oh, no. No. You should not be sipping it. I mean, no. Everything you said is right, and it's great, and I'm glad that it's like a train that everybody's jumping on because <laughs> it it's so funny, though, because it is very nutritious and it adds so much more depth of flavor to what you use and or to what you cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what you are making is stock. And like I that was the oh. one of the first things I learned how to make in culinary school. So chefs think that bone broth is the funniest thing because we're like, it's just stock. Like it's just because broth is from meat and stock is from bones and so what I usually do is I will buy 
because like the chicken breast on the rib or like it'll say with rib meat Mm-hmm. People don't want to buy because they have to break it down. They have to clean mm-hmm. it. They have to cut the bones off and stuff. And I love it because like Rose said, I just, you know, I make my chicken. I separate the breast and do whatever with the breast. And then I just put the, I usually break all of the ones in the package down right away. So I separate all the breasts and then just make a big pot of stock or bone broth with the chicken Mm -hmm. bones, with the rib bones. And it's so great because you can just freeze it and then you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about having like canned or packaged broth or stock. Yeah, you can just drink it and it's it's so easy to – because I would just freeze them all in a tray and then once they were frozen, put them in a bag in the freezer and then – just anytime I needed to finish a sauce or something, just put one in there and it was amazing. So yeah, what it, tell us what your thoughts are on Yeah, I know. I was like, I wanna stock. hear I wanna hear from some other culinary experts. Let's let's see what they have to say about uh, stock versus broth. I love it. I learned something new today. And also share with us some favorite recipes you have. And Thanksgiving traditions. Uh, yeah, and Thanksgiving traditions. Yeah. I we're always looking for more, you know. There's always something fun, I think, that everybody does. And have a good one. We're thankful for you all. We love you. Thank you. Now bye. We're for you. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs> bye. <laughs> CPOV. CertainPOV.com.